not through being good to you. If you brought your Bible, would you turn to First uh, Samuel, the second chapter? And let's also go to Malachi, the first chapter. And we'll go to Romans, the 13th chapter. And, <laughs> no, <I'm> just joking. <laughs> That's enough for now. See, when you got your fingers holding all these places, you're really getting into the Word. <laughs> Where are we going first? First Samuel, second chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold up your hand real high. The ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold up your hand and they'll get a Bible to you. Turn with us to First Samuel, chapter 2. Appreciate everybody uh, praying and believing with us. We had good meetings out in California and out in Oregon. And, uh, boy, they, uh, I'll say hi to our Oregonians and <laughs> Californians. Uh, every time I've been up to Oregon, man, people have come out, man, driven from hours around and excited about the word and hollered about word senders and and uh, getting all kind of uh, uh, materials. And you know, we, we brought materials and sent materials to every one of these places. I mean boxes and boxes of them. And people are so thankful and so excited. At one place we were and I announced to the people that we had materials and they could receive, you know, and it wouldn't cost them anything. And the pastor had to get up and say, don't go right now. Don't, don't. Because <laughs> they're ready to, <laughs> to, to go get it. But uh, isn't that a good thing? Aren't you thankful that you can be a part? And this is not just getting a piece of something into somebody's hand. Uh, if people are hearing these things and the light's going off and they're seeing that God will fill them and heal them and meet their needs and how, what faith is and how it works and that they can be protected and kept and delivered and free from fear and the list goes on and on, is that a good thing? You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Glory to God. So let's, uh, let's believe for this to just like uh, Dave was saying, just get bigger and bigger. Thousandfold. You know, there are billions of people on the planet. If we're going to make much of an impact, it's got to be in millions at least. Right? If you're going to have an impact on billions, you have to do stuff at least in millions to begin to make an impact. And uh, we're, we're getting there. The, it, it's happening, and I believe the, we're starting a new series this morning, and I believe this is a key and a part to us coming to the next place. In 1 Samuel 2, 1 Samuel 2, this is telling about Eli and his, uh, his sons that were doing wicked things. In the temple in the house of God. And uh, they were stealing the people's offerings. They were being abusive to people. They were uh, having relations with the women that came. And uh, Eli knew about it. And did not stop it. He allowed it. And First Samuel 2 and about verse 20... Uh, Nine, 
he said to them, he said, uh, the Lord said to Eli that he had honored his sons. He said, you've honored your sons above me. You know, when you allow things that you have control over and you know they shouldn't be going on, then you're honoring those people that you're letting go more than you are honoring God. And uh, in this case, it was his sons. And the, the devil is counting on you loving that flesh so much that you'll yield to him through the situation. And certainly we should love our family and love our, our friends, but we should love God more. True? We should love God more. And uh, we must not let stuff go in our family, in our houses, in our businesses, in our things that, you know, if something's not in your control, well, that's another thing. But if it's something you can do something about, something you have some authority and some control over, and you let it go and you know it's ungodly and against God, well, you're honoring them more than you are God. That ought not be. And everybody around you ought to know that you love them, but don't make you pick between them and God. <laughs> because you, you won't even have to wait to give them your answer. He's first, right? Yes, we love each other, but we love him above all, don't we? Well, if you love him above all and he's first, then he should be honored above all and before all. And he went on to say in verse 30, he, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, be it far from me. Did you know even though the Lord has said something good over you, you can mess it up? Did you know that? There's a Godward side and a manward side to all these things. He said, I said that, you know, God had said, I chose your house and your seed after you to walk before me, to serve me in the ministry. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Some very powerful things here. As the, the Bible tells us why he chose them. And it has to do with the subject we're on. But uh, he said, now be it far from me, for or because them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me, which is the opposite of honor, they shall be lightly esteemed, which is the definition of despising. Can you see, it's a response to what you do. You honor him, what's going to happen? He's going to honor you. You despise him, what's going to happen? You're going to be despised or lightly esteemed. Them that honor me, I will honor. You know, we put those words up over the uh, uh, stage area here. And uh, of all the things we could have put up there, that's, I, I believe the Lord impressed me to put that. I prayed over it and looked at it for some time. And uh, I believe that has been a, a you know, every church family uh, have so much in common with all church families, but each one is an individual too. And each one will have its unique characteristics and personality. And this has been a theme with us from the first service. The Lord has emphasized this to us, hasn't He? And uh, uh, He has allowed us to have some understanding 
of honoring him. I wouldn't claim a lot, but some. And he's blessed us to honor him to a degree. And has he honored us? Oh, he has. He's honored us with his presence, first and foremost. But he's honored us with uh, being successful in every endeavor and every project. He's blessed us with fine facilities and gear and equipment and prosperity and, and favor. And he's honored us. Good news. It's promotion time. It's promotion time. The Lord would honor us further. Tell me what it's tied to. Us honoring Him more. Though them that honor me, I will honor. How about those that honor Him more? Well, He will honor them. Those that honor Him more, He will honor them more. And what is promotion? What is advancement? What is increase? What is being used more and greater and better? That's the Lord honoring you. Using you. Letting you be a part. How many got a desire to be used more? Have more of an impact. Reach reach further. Do more. Have more. Affect more. Well, uh, it would only be by the grace of God. And if he gra- as, as he graces us to do that, that's honoring us. And for that to happen, we honor him. Amen. Go to Malachi, please, if you're holding that place. Malachi, the first chapter. Malachi, anybody know where Malachi is? It's in the Old Testament. Malachi, the first chapter. Verse 6. It says, a son... Honors his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? Everybody say that phrase. Where Where is my honor? honor? Who asked that question? The Lord asked that question. He said, If I be a master, where is my fear? Said the Lord of hosts. Unto you, O priests, that despise my name. The priests, he said, were despising his name. And you say, wherein have we despised your name? And he goes on to tell them uh, that they've done it in their offerings. Now, a lot of people get upset when you talk about offerings, but that's one of the first things the Lord brought up. How that they had not been respecting him and honoring him. And that is one way that we honor him, isn't it? Didn't Proverbs 3 say, honor the Lord with your substance? Now that's different from honoring him with your words. Honor him with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. But he said, he asked the question. He said, uh, these honor this one and those honor those ones. He said, where's my honor? He said, I'm a father. How many know he's not just the father? He's the father. (laughs) And he's the master. And he's the Lord. He ought to have and be given more honor than anybody. Is he worthy? 
Well, does it, does it touch your heart in a way to hear the Lord ask the question, where's my honor? And I don't have control over everybody in every other place, but I made up my mind in my life, in my house, in my church, in our meetings, in our services, I don't want the Lord ever asking such a question, where's my honor? I want you and I to learn how to show Him honor from the start to the finish. Every one of His things, every one of His words, the move of His Spirit, His people, His plan, His vision. Let it not be said of us that the Lord had to ask, where's my honor? So we we begin this series today. I'm calling it Honor to Whom Honor is Due. Or honor to whom honor is due. That's what I said. <laughs> I got more than one thing going on in here. Uh, <laughs> y'all need to laugh every once in a while anyhow. This helps you out. <laughs> and if it's at my expense, I don't care. Don't bother me at all. Uh, This is not just for a few people that may have been disrespectful that I'm trying to get to and correct. I don't minister like that anyway. I purposely try not to know people's situations. And we just have a constant, this comes up all the time. Well, Brother Keith looked at me. And Brother Keith said this. And Brother Keith said that. And it was exactly what was going on with them. Most of the time, I don't know. And don't don't need to know. But if the Lord is answering our prayers, then he'll be speaking through the ministry. And it shouldn't shock us and surprise the people. So that was just for me. Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. (laughs) How did he know? Maybe he didn't know. But the Lord knows. And that's what matters. This is not just for a few people that may have been disrespectful. I'm hungry for me, myself, to learn. How to honor Him beyond where I have been. And I want you to be hungry. I want this church to be hungry for it and to learn and to grow. And I want us to be examples of honoring God in everything we do in our lives. And I also know that it is key to you and I coming into the next places that God has for us. Do you believe it so? It's promotion time. I'm telling you, God wants to advance us. He wants to increase us. He wants to add to us. He wants us to bring bring us to higher places, places of greater influence and greater ability. But how's it going to come? Who does he honor? Them that honor him. So say it out loud, everybody, if you're sincere in your heart. Say it out loud, Father God. I'm hungry to learn this. I want to know what is true honor. Teach me, show me how to honor you more, how to give you the respect that you deserve, that we ought to show. Teach us, work it in us, show it through us. We'll receive it and do it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You believe you heard that? You believe that's His will? Well, then be looking for it. Expect it. Expect to learn things today. It starts right now. 
and to learn things this after service today and tomorrow and the next. We're growing in this. We're moving up. Go to Romans 13, please. Romans 13. I'm excited about this. Some of the greatest experiences I have ever had personally in the Lord have had to do with what we're talking about right now. If you don't understand the honor of God, there's a huge part of God that you're ignorant of. He, how can you say it? When you start talking about honor, you start talking about God's insides. (laughs) What makes him who he is. And uh, it's no surprise that the enemy has worked so hard to confuse people on this subject and twist it and mess it up. But friend, if you've had real experience with, with God, you touch this every time. And I'm not, I'm not a softy, I'm not wimpy, I'm not a crybaby. But you want to see Keith cry, you have this manifest. It touches you in a way that, how, how can you say it? It's hard to put it into words. But you, you touch what he is on the inside. And he is honor. The real thing. There have been atrocities said and done in the name of God and in the name of honor. There have people done stuff in the name of honor that is absolutely ungodly and dishonorable. And yet they're calling it honor. Oh, but it doesn't change or do away with the real thing. And once you touch the real, you go, that's what I want to be in forever. That's, that's what I was made for. You want to be that and you want to draw close to that because it is the glory of God. The honor and the glory of God go together. And what did he say? Those that honor me, he, he'll manifest it. He'll, he'll show it up in your life. In Romans 13, Romans 13, in the seventh verse, he said, Render therefore to all their dues. Now the word dues, if you look it up, it means that which is owed. That which is owed, O-W-E. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom, you might say, is due. Fear to whom fear is due. And honor to whom honor. Verse 8. Owe no man anything... But to love one another, for he that loves has fulfilled the law. Now, a lot of folks have taken this verse and uh, limited it to owing money. But really the context of it includes owing respect. Back up and read 7 and 8 together now. Verse 7, do what? Render therefore to all their dues. Again, the word due, if you look it up, some other places it's translated that. Oh, what you owe people. 
Tribute to whom tribute is due or owed. Custom to whom custom is owed. Fear to whom fear is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Verse 8. Owe no man anything. What was he talking about owing? The last couple of things he talking about owing was respect and honor. Listen to the uh, God's Word translation on this. It says, pay everyone what you owe them. I want you to say that out loud a couple of times. Pay everyone what you owe them. Say it again. Pay everyone what you owe them. The Bible says what? Pay everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, the New Testament says, pay them. (laughs) See how excited everybody is about this? If you owe tolls, pay them. If you owe someone respect, you ever heard the term, pay your respects? It's a scriptural term. It's a biblical term. Respect that person. If you owe someone honor, honor that person or pay that honor. Now here he compares owing money to owing honor. We need mind renewal in these areas. Because so many people, when it comes to respect, they basically think of other people giving them respect. (laughs) And demanding or requiring that somebody respect me. People say, you you have to respect me. Uh, No, they don't. They never have to respect you. You cannot make somebody respect you. You you cannot coerce them. People say, well, I I got a gun. Now they'll respect me. (laughs) That ain't respect. (laughs) That's not respect. (laughs) You might make somebody do what you want them to do. But that's got nothing to do with them respecting you. Are you with me, friends? And then on the other side of it, when it comes to giving respect, for the most part, people mostly think about the respect they think is owed to them. But when they do think about giving respect to somebody else, they usually think in terms of who has earned their respect. And that's not what the Scripture says. The Scripture says you need to think in terms of who you owe it to. Owe it. Now, you'll hear people say, well, I just, I just don't feel like I owe them that. <laughs> well, it's got nothing to do with feelings. You either owe it or you don't. It mentioned taxes. You could write a letter to the IRS and say, I've prayed about this. And I just don't feel like I owe you this. How you feel about it has got nothing to do with it. You either owe it or you don't. Right? And if you owe it, you should pay what you owe. It's a little quiet in this church house today. The Bible says in the Psalms that the wicked borrow and pay not again. It's wicked not to pay what you owe. 
Not my words. The scriptures. Now, a man, a woman, a business, whoever, can get in a position where you don't have it. Whether it's your fault or you think it's not, whatever, you can get in a position where you can't do it. You don't have it. But that is no excuse to hide from your obligations or to try to beat people out of it. Are you all with me? Because the Bible says what? (laughs) I'm going to go over and preach over here some. (laughs) Because the Bible says what? Pay what you owe. I shared in first service that Phyllis and I, oh man, this must be 20 plus years ago, we were out ministering, traveling and ministering, and we went to a, a, a small church and, uh, that had invited us to come, and, and the pastor there shared his testimony with us while we were there. Blessed me, I, it marked me. I remember it to this day. He uh, was a school teacher, just in the public school system there in his area, had also become a pastor. And uh, uh, had believed, you know, become convinced that prosperity was the will of God and learn how to tithe and learn how to sow and learn how to be led by the Spirit and make good investments. And he invested heavily into a certain area uh, of commerce and business and prospered tremendously. Man, he made money. He had a big house. He had four or five new luxury cars. He had money. He had stuff. And uh, the bottom fell out of that particular area of business and people everywhere were going belly up, losing their businesses. It was just, it was worldwide in that particular segment of industry. And he, he lost his. He, uh, he went in the hole really quick because of all the stuff that was going and, and uh, he lost his house, he lost his cars, he lost his equipment, he lost his investments and had this huge debt remaining and his attorney advised him, you need to file bankruptcy immediately to protect what little you got. And he said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I told them I'd pay them this. I owe them. I'm going to believe God and do it. Amen. He said, we, now, now all he's got at this point is his school teacher's salary. Amen. And the amount that he owed, you couldn't have paid it back with that in, in two lifetimes. And that's why people throw up their hands and say, well, there's no way. But he said, no. He had some faith. He said, no. No. I owe them that. And I'm going to believe God and God will help me. And that was less than two years uh, before that we had gotten there. And he's talking to us in his new house. With a new car sitting out in the driveway. In two years time. God had brought in the money to catch up and pay his creditors and get caught up and get another house. It wasn't as nice as his other, but it wasn't bad. He was already on his way. Come on, can you see this? But see, if you get scared and you panic and you start doing things the world's way and you start lying to people and you start trying to hide. Did you hear me? Then uh, now you're on your own. And you get in trouble. How many know nothing is too hard for the Lord? Nothing is too big for Him. Don't run from your creditors. Don't hide. Don't lie. Go to them before they have a chance to come to you. Go to them. Call them. Say, look, I know I owe you this. Uh, and, And 
I, I fully intended to pay it. I don't have it. Tell them you'll do something. Say, I, man, I, I'm going to send you $20 a month. I know that's not enough, but, I, but it's, how many know that's a token of goodwill? That's, uh, I, I'm going to do something. And, 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 I'll, and I'll pay you back. How many know that's a faith statement? Amen. It's a faith statement. How are you going to do it? You don't know how, but you're going to believe God. Amen. And you're not going to quit till you do. Come on. Thank you, People say, ah, ain't no big deal. Insurance will do this, and they can just write that off, and they can do this. That's, that's not what it's based on. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We shouldn't think and operate like the world. That's being conformed to this world. The big thing is, your word is on the line. You told them you'd do something. You signed it. You put your name to which is why you should not commit frivolously. And you shouldn't enter into these things lightly and foolishly and frivolously. You know, there's a lot of people nowadays, they incur debts and they do things and obligations. They have no intention of paying it back. They have no confidence that they'd ever pay. They just want to try to use it some until it gets taken away from them. That's not how Christians ought to act. That's, right. that, that's, that's not good. That's wrong. No, what did the Bible say? Help me out. What did the Bible say? Pay what you owe. Now, what do you owe besides, you know, your obligations, your taxes, your tolls? What else do you owe? Put it back up. Uh, God's Word translation. What else do you owe? You owe respect. Hmm? Well, I don't know if I feel like it or if they've earned it, if they deserved it. If God says you owe it to them, you owe it to them, it doesn't matter how you feel. And if you owe someone honor, then honor that person. We need to get a mind renewal in this area, don't we? Do you want the Lord to show you who you owe honor to and who you owe respect and are you willing to show that respect and give that honor no matter how you feel that's right. um, <laughs> that wasn't a hundred percent but but you know that's why we're on the series right we're gonna we're gonna camp on it you know how we do we'll camp on it till it gets real to us uh, we we must have mind renewal you know uh America is a great country, but it was born of rebellion. And uh, some of it, I mean, it's right to, to stand up for some things at times, but there's a mentality that has come through the generations that we're American. We don't bow to anybody. And thank God we don't have to. We're not forced to grovel in front of men like many have been and still are today. But we ought not use our liberty and freedom as an occasion to the flesh, as an excuse to be disrespectful. And we are suffering. Our generation is suffering from the rebellion sown in the 60s. We're now into second and third generations of people who threw away respect and honor and nothing was holy and everything's common and you don't, you know, no, no terms of respect or reverence or deference. We're all equal. No rules. 
know anything. And so now you've got people that are second and third generation that are just, they don't know honor. And they don't know respect. And they're not even aware of how disrespectful they are. Because they never grew up with it. And if you didn't grow up with it and you don't know it, then you're not aware. How do you miss what you never had? And uh, I travel and I'm in different situations and different churches with different people and different ministries. And again and again, I'm surprised at how disrespectful people are. And it's not my place to correct or say anything, but I know it's costing them. It's costing them in the anointing. It's costing them in the uh, revelation, in the move of the Spirit. I can, I can tell. I've gone to places where, you know, they act, they act like they forgot you even came. No preparation. Uh, oh, we'll take care of that. That'll just, somebody will do it. Um, no, big, no biggie. Everything's no biggie. Well, in God, there are biggies. <laughs> but so many folks are whatever, you know. Wow, we'll, something, something happened. Uh, just so loose. It's amazing how people just expect everything to happen. It has to be important to somebody. Somebody has to make it a priority. It has to be a big deal to somebody. And it's not just making a big deal out of church, a big deal out of people, a big deal out of service. It's making a big deal out of God. Because He is a big deal. The biggest. (laughs) Y'all with me, saints? Do you think you and I could learn more about this? Do we need to learn more about it? Oh, we, you, don't think, well, yeah, I... Other people need to learn what I've learned. No, you need to learn. We, I need to learn much more about this. And it's tied directly to what God is able to do in our life. Because whom, who is he able to honor? Those that honor him. What about those that honor him more and greater? He can honor them more and greater. Thank you, Lord. Go with me to... Uh, Let's see. Second Timothy. Third chapter. You going to be okay with this? You believe it's good? I know it is. And uh, I'm excited about it. We're going to learn some things. Aren't we? I said we're suffering from the rebellion sown in previous generations. There there have been some things lost that need to be restored. And it's not, you know, well, I keep keep getting ahead of myself a little bit. Let me read this first and then, then I'll say it. Second Timothy and the third chapter. Second Timothy 3. And this is, uh, again, God's Word translation. I guess I was liking it this weekend. 
He said, verse 1, you must understand this. In the last days, there will be violent periods of time. People will be selfish and love money. This is 2 Timothy 3, 1. They'll brag and be arrogant and use abusive language. They'll curse their parents and show no gratitude. They'll have no respect for what is holy. Did you hear this? This is a sign of the times, isn't it? They'll have no respect for what is holy. They'll lack normal affection for their families. They'll refuse to make peace with anyone. They'll be slanderous, lack self-control, be brutal, and have no love for what is good. They'll be traitors. They'll be reckless and conceited. They'll love pleasure rather than God. They'll appear to have a godly life, but they'll not let its power change them. Stay away from such people. Does this describe characteristics we see in our generation? And can you see, uh, uh, even though it's, every phrase is not saying the same thing, this lack of respect it is a common theme throughout the whole thing. Cursing parents, that's lack of respect. Lack of normal affection for your family, lack of respect. Slanderous, that's lack of respect. Isn't it? Reckless and conceited, lack of respect. You know, showing respect and honor is shown big time in what you don't say. <laughs> and what you don't do. I've been in situations with pastors in meetings and, and ministers in meetings. And uh, I'm, I'm there to speak. I've prayed. It's precious time. I'm not with you, though you're in good hands. <laughs> I, and, and I'm taking precious time to come and be with them. And I've prayed and I've studied. And uh, they let people come in when I'm trying minutes before the service and distract me and ask me all kind of questions and do all kind of things. And, and they let their kids do all kind of stuff. And, and you think, what? why don't they see this? That this is costing them. And you see people in the middle of the service. <laughs> I've seen the minister's kids get up and take their truck and go play trucks on the altar while he's preaching. And people just get up and do stuff and just no respect. No respect. And this is costing us. This is costing the church. Because if you don't respect him, you don't honor him, what's going to happen? You're not going to be honored. And one of the greatest honors, like we've already said, is his presence. Right? Is his presence manifested in our midst? Do we want his presence stronger, greater? I'm telling you, God can come in this room right here. He could manifest himself to the point where you would lose track of what time and what continent you were on. And didn't care. Do you know it? 
He could, he could manifest himself on you and me until the heaviness of the glory of God saturated us. Until every person in the building was healed and delivered and free and knew the plan of God. Before the service was over. Easy for him. And it's his will. What's hindering him? What's hindering him? One big hindrance is this lack of respect. Lack of respect. The, uh, the scripture talks about this. We just got through reading a description of last day's generations. In Isaiah 3, you don't have to turn there, but in Isaiah 3, he mentions a curse on the people. He said, I'll give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. And the people will be oppressed, and everyone by his neighbor. And the child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. You can tell volumes about people by their children. Because the children are a reflection of the parent. But the child just has not yet learned how to hide it. <laughs> and that's what embarrasses the parent. Not that it's there, but that it wasn't hidden. It came out. Because they do the same thing at the house. So why don't you shocked and get upset then? Everything produces after its own kind. Everything. Everything. Parents, children, churches, and their ministers. I desire for you to grow in the honor and respect of the things of God. I know that starts with me. Did you hear? Because you're going to reflect what I hold up. And what I am, and what I do. And for you to come up, I got to come up. Y'all with me, friends? And this, this series, like we've said, it's not just for a few people that might have been disrespectful somewhere. All of us need to learn more about the glory of God and the honor of God and the respect of the things of God. All of us need to come up. All of us need to come up. Years ago, Phyllis and I were out at this event, and there was some eating going on and some things. And, and uh, this mother yells out from the total other side of the, the room that was large to her kids that were over on the other side. And the kids were noisy and cutting up. And she yells out, you kids be quiet and show some respect. I shouldn't be able to hear you all the way over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everybody in the place heard her. <laughs> Where did the kids get it? <laughs> but what's the problem? She doesn't see it. She does see the stuff that's really eating our lunch, so to speak, is the stuff we don't see. Do you want to see it? 
Will you receive it? Because a lot of people just get mad. They just get upset. Don't tell me how to raise my kids. Tell me. I'll have you know. (laughs) And I'll have you know. You haven't nearly arrived in this. Nor have I. In order to grow, we're going to need to have our eyes opened to see where we've been being disrespectful. We've got to see it before we can deal with it. True or not? If you don't see it, you're going to just keep doing it. You're not even aware of it. No. Thank God. He loves us. We're His kids. Right? And He wants to reproduce Himself in us. After his kind. Right? And he is honor. Personified. He is honor. And he's already put it in us. And all we got to do is quit yielding to the other stuff. And yield to this and let it grow in us. Let it develop in us. Now before we talk much more about what honor is. Respect really is. Let me touch a little bit on what it's not. Can you take some? Uh, Matthew 15. Matthew 15. The Lord said, where's my honor? And you'll find that with so many situations and people, the honor is either just not there at all, Or, it's simply lip service. It's empty words. And with a lot of people, all they know about honor is, I honor you, I respect you, talk. Words. Listen to to this passage. Matthew 15, verse 4. Jesus said, God commanded... Uh, saying, Honor your father and mother. And he that curses father or mother, let him die the death. (laughs) Do you know what the penalty for disrespect was under the law? Death. Uh, But you say, Whosoever shall say to his father, It's a gift. But whatsoever you might be profited by me. Now here, Jesus interprets honor your father and mother as doing something for them materially. Materially. And he says, you've changed it through your tradition and he honor not his father and mother, he'll be free. Thus you've made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. That's a quote from Isaiah 29, 13. Let me read that to you. Isaiah 29, 13. The Lord said, This people draw near to me with their mouth, and with their lips they do honor me. Now, like I said, uh, when it comes to honor and respect, so many times it's either not there at all, or it's just in the mouth. It's just talk. They honor me 
with their mouth and with their lips, but they've removed their heart from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Did you hear that phrase? Their fear, their reverence for me is taught by the precept of men. So you got a whole bunch of folks that are in the ditch and just absolutely no respect, no honor. They, they're third generation ignorant of it. And they're just saying and doing all kind of stuff they ought not be saying and doing and they're just oblivious to it. But then you got another bunch that have come out of that ditch and come all the way across the road in the ditch on the other side of the road. And their idea of honor is rules and rigidity. Rules. And uh, everything is too holy. It's too holy to touch. It's too holy to talk about. If you, if you even raise your voice above a whisper, you get pinched. <laughs> or slapped. Oh, got to show respect. Got to show respect. And there is this rigidity. And there's this, this tenseness, this bondage. Yes. And that's why a lot of people have gotten too far in the ditch on the other side of the road because they came up in that. And they got out of it. And they got free. And they thought, glory to God, I ain't never doing that again. (laughs) So hallelujah, I'm free. I can say whatever I want to say and do whatever I want to do and become absolutely disrespectful. We want to rightly divide the word. We want to be in the middle. We want to be in the truth. Don't we? No, this rules are are not the same as, as reverence. And one way you can tell the true honor of God is always accompanied with love and peace and joy. The fruit of the Spirit. If it's of the Spirit, there's going to be the fruit of the Spirit. And you can tell this, what people call honor that is demanding and rigid and it's lifeless. It's joyless. The Bible says much about fearing the Lord. But we got to distinguish between what kind of fear. Because different words are actually used and you have to look at the context. The Bible also says repeatedly, fear not. That's right. Doesn't it? Well, what do we do? Do we fear or not fear? Because <laughs> I mean there's scores and scores of references that say fear the Lord. Then there's scores and scores of references that say, fear not. (laughs) What do we do? Here's how you can tell. The wrong kind of fear has torment. Didn't 1 John say that? Fear, the kind of fear you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to be in, you're supposed to be free from, that kind of fear has torment. And obviously the fear that's right is this reverential fear, this awe, this respect, deep and abiding respect. But when it's right, it's not bondage. Maybe you're being quiet and acting a different way, but it's not because you're oppressed or bound or scared or somebody's going to slap you. (laughs) Nobody's making you do anything. 
You hear people sometimes say, you have to respect me. No, they don't. They never have to. You can't make anybody respect you. Hmm? What you can do, don't, don't demand respect. Don't say to people, respect me. Quit saying that. Don't demand respect. Demonstrate respect. Show respect and you will sow respect. When you're showing respect, you're demonstrating respect, you're giving respect, you are also sowing a seed. Them that honor me, they'll be honored. Right? They sowed honor when they showed honor. Now they're going to be shown honor. They're going to reap honor. It's not because they demanded it. It's because they sowed it. And of course, if you're sowing honor, you are an honorable person. Anybody can holler, respect me. Any sinner can do that. Doesn't work. Period. We've talked about it already. Flattering words. Oh, we respect you. We honor you. We this. The Lord said, it's in their mouth, it's on their lips, but it's not in their heart. Let's get away from that. Just because you say, I respect, I respect, I respect, may not mean a thing. What we're talking about is of the heart. Isn't it? It's of the heart. And it's not just shown in words. It's shown in deeds. It's shown in what you don't say. Isn't it? It's shown in what you don't do. Are you hungry for some more of this? <clears throat> it's quiet in here when I stop talking. <laughs> Are you showing respect? Is that what you're doing? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that then. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lord. What else do I need to say today about this? We really just introduced it. We really just uh, laying a foundation. But I believe it's already stirring in your heart. Is it? And I believe that we are coming up to another place. And uh, do you really want the Lord to show you where you've been being disrespectful? Hmm? Did we ask him? Did we? I know we asked him about showing us honor, but did we ask him about that part? Let's ask him. You have not because you ask not. Said out loud, Father God, I ask you, show me where I've been disrespectful, where I have failed to show honor, where I've said and done things ignorantly. Wasn't aware of it. I ask you to show it to me. I want to know it. I'll receive it. I know I haven't arrived. I know I need to learn. I know I need to change. I know I need to grow. And I ask you for it. Use whoever you want to. 
whatever vehicle, whatever way to make it known to me. I won't get upset. I won't get mad. I'll receive it. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, get ready. <laughs> get ready. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just, just close your eyes for a minute and pray in the Spirit some. There's something else here. Father, we worship you. Nobody in our life more important than you. Your things are perfect and holy and precious. There's none like you and none beside you. We hunger and thirst after your righteousness, your good and right and perfect things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just, just stand up and pray in the Spirit. Just stand up and pray. Kovorengrixi, Eshtiveni